In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. Get ready. It's time for Motherhood Talk Radio, live on toginet.com. Motherhood Talk Radio, starring Sandra Beck, is the most powerful voice in women's issues today. As the owner of Motherhood Incorporated, Sandra brings you inspiring, influential, and interesting resources to help you navigate everything from childcare to corporate formation. Motherhood Talk Radio features the powerful voices of Christy Hawley, Robin Boyd, Linda Franklin, Doris Rivas Brecky, Danny Kiernan, Susan Hayde, Lisa Detries, and Susan. And Sladet Wilson. Together, these women bring you everything from the latest crafting tips to how you can be sexy in your 40s. Motherhood Talk Radio helps you make a difference in your world and the world around us. Being all you can be starts right here, right now. Let's do it. Here's your host, Sandra Beck. Hey, mamas, this is Sandra Beck, and we're here live on Motherhood Talk Radio. I'm here with Christy Holly, who giggles every time the new <laughs> announcement brings her name. Your name was on the other I know, uh, I, show announcement. I know, and I was happy about that, too, because I like that man's voice, too. Oh, well, there you go. Now we have a lady's voice. It's done very well. I, I think I like our new music. I do, too. Very empowering. i got to say two years of Shania Twain, probably two years too much. Time for some change. <laughs> Time for some change, and that's exactly what we're going to talk about today with uh, Doris Rivas Brecky, who's our, um, she does our motherhood news you can use. We are all going through transitional change as we see a global economic shift. We see uh, shifts as ourselves as we turn 40. Uh. Okay, for the better. We're getting better. We're like wine. We get better as we age. Yes. We have two really outstanding guests today. Totally, totally lots of fun. We have an attorney, a lawyer. I don't know how, I wonder what the difference is between an attorney and a lawyer, other than one makes you sound smarter. A lawyer makes you sound smarter. Yeah. I'm a lawyer. I'm an attorney. Yeah, I'm an attorney. Get, I'm a, get your attorney. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm an avogado. El avogado. Because you can tell we're in Southern California because we know the Spanish word for lawyer. Um, but she is a lawyer who is transitioning into a very successful cartooning career. Oh, for God's sake. Who is it that doesn't know that I'm on the air right now? We're just going to hang up on them. We should bring them on the air. And say, <laughs> next time we yep, did. The next time. Um, um, but uh, successful cartoonist uh, who's leaving, not balancing, but she's balancing a full-time lawyer job with cartoon syndication, which I think is really cool. That is really cool. Yes. And then we also are welcoming uh, Claire Carver at Big Table Farm in Oregon. When we talk about successful transition stories, uh, she and her husband were in the Napa Valley, heart of wine country, left southern or left northern California uh, to 
create their dream farm in Oregon, which I think is really, really empowering. I think these are two great, great success stories. And, you know, we're all transitioning, Christy. I mean, I look at just the difference in our transition as mothers as our kids age. You know, I was thinking about two years ago when I was swinging from the ceiling trying to to raise these two kids, run a company. Yes, Dora, swinging from the ceiling. Um, You know, trying to do all this stuff and the difference in your life just in the developmental ages of your kids when they can actually feed themselves, they can, you know, take their pants on and off. I mean, just little things like that make a profound difference. And then everybody shifts their dynamic. So as the kids grow, don't you find yourself shifting in your household? Yes. Some things are getting easier and some things are getting a little harder. I mean, now that my youngest, he's four, he's going to go to kindergarten next year in September, but it's like now that he's older and he has his voice, it's like he uses it all the time and they fight. I mean, it's just something else. You know, he may be able to get dressed and do all that, but then it's, you know, I got to help him with other things or I'm stopping fights every minute of the day. (laughs) I mean, it's crazy, but no, it's, but it is transitioning. As yes. as the children age, their needs change, their wants change, their conflict changes. I see the things that my kids fight about today are different. You know, two years ago it was like, he bit me, <laughs> you know, and now it's, he won't give me the way. You know, but it's, it's, and it's a lot of transitional development in the dynamic of the family because everybody has to shift. You know, you've gone in a shift just like I have from the feeding, the basic needs to now managing their emotional needs. Oh. And my God, do they have emotions all over the place. Yes. You know, Max was convinced it was 28 degrees today. Max did not need a big puffy jacket. He wanted a sweatshirt. And we had this, I don't know, 40 minute argument from the time he got up in the morning and I said, it's cold out, you got to wear your jacket, you know, preparing him to put on this jacket because it's Southern California. We don't have weather like this all the time. And, (laughs) you know, he's like, everyone will laugh at me. This jacket is too big. You know what? Hannah had some problem with her puffy jacket. She said the kids are making fun of it. And I'm like, uh, does it keep you warm? Then you need it. I don't, you know, who cares what those kids say? Yeah. Who well, cares? It's like, what is it with the puffy jacket? I, I mean, don't know. my God, I was raised in Buffalo. We looked like billiard balls <laughs> going out the door because we had ski pants on, downfilled ski pants. Yes. <laughs> yes, it's a great way between the big puffy sweaters, the big puffy jackets. You can be rotund and skinny and never know the difference. I'm going to move there because everybody just looks like a big fat puff. Nice. Right. Yeah. But, um, it's different. It's different as we transition. And I know I've been working really hard this year, Christy, to transition my company um, from the uh, the more the virtual assistant where we're assisting other companies in their virtual assistant work and their day labor to now uh, developing new projects for people. We've successfully developed about 10 authors into, you know, not best-selling, but but good-selling authors. We've developed a couple radio shows in addition to our own in the past year, and now um, we're seeing a transition. And the transition is really because um, I need... I have more quiet time now. Before it was easier for me to hand off all this stuff to virtuals. Now that both of my kids are in school, I have good, solid seven, eight-hour work days at home on my computer where I can develop and create. So I see the transition not only in my kids but transitioning in myself. 
That's really good because now you're not behind the scenes, so to speak. Yeah. I mean, yeah. virtual, you know, it's like, oh, somebody else is getting credit for your work all the time. All the time. So I, I like that you're going to step up and get some credit for your work because you you're very good at what you do. Oh, well, thank you. It was hard, I'll tell you, you know, because you're behind the scenes as a mother. You're there cleaning up everything and putting stuff together. And as much as you love your kids, it's a really thankless job a lot of times. <laughs> and at the yeah. end of the day, what do you have to show for it? Sticky pants, you know, <laughs> messy hair, bags under your eyes, you know, happy kids for sure. Yes. Um, but it is, you know, working behind the scenes virtually and raising small children, there's a lot in common. And um, as we transition in this new economy, one of the great things that has happened, and then we're going to go over to the news you can use from Doris, one of the great things is that has happened is it's broken down a lot of the boxes that we had put ourselves in. People who had said, you know what, I'm a real estate agent, I'm a you know, mortgage broker, I'm a banker, all these things, I'm a lawyer. When you lose your financial stability or things change, yes, some people hold on tight, but when your industry collapses, you're forced to do different things. Like, Christy, you were a notary. You did a lot of work in the real estate when real estate fell apart. That affected your business. Yes, ma'am. So what do we do? We recreate ourselves. We reinvent ourselves. Sometimes we do it by choice. Sometimes we do it because of a midlife crisis. Sometimes opportunities present ourselves, present things to ourselves that we can do, and other times we crash and burn and have to rebuild. Divorce was a big crash and burn for me, have to rebuild. Um, but we all do it. We all transition, and when we transition into arenas that fulfill us, Everybody becomes happy, our kids, our husbands, our wives, our friends, because we are happy beings of light because we're doing the things that we love. So I'm going to, speaking of doing things we love, Doris, do you have some mom stuff for us? Well, um, I'm just going to, uh, if you don't mind, uh, repeat what I did on that famous military mom talk radio program because I think uh, it's still um, worthy of enough news for this audience, too, because it has to do with our lives. So if you don't mind, I'd like to repeat. Go ahead. Rock okay. out. Great. Anyway, um, it's from uh, my good buddies at ABC World News that uh, I know Sandra loves for me to report uh, from them. But anyway, <laughs> uh, men and women are living longer. And I think that's a, a good thing for people to know that, especially in these trying times with the recession and so forth. <laughs> no end in night soon. <laughs> right, right. right. I'm just teasing you. Go ahead. I, I know. But, yes, life expectancy has gone up two-plus years since uh, the year 2000. And uh, men are living to the age of 76.2 years, and women are living to 81.1. And uh, the reason they say, which I thought this was interesting, is that the reason people are living longer is that our nutrition is better, and we're actually... Over-nutrition? <laughs> I know. I mean, but evidently we are, uh, you know, doing better at nutrition, and also we're more health-aware conscious. So, I mean, you, if you listen to the news all the time, you hear about all the bad things we do with our bodies, and yet... Evidently, we are doing some positive things because we're living longer, and it's because of our health. So I thought that was good for this audience, you know, to hear that, too. Absolutely. It's very uplifting. Yeah. And then um, 
again, I, I took this particular news piece because I heard about sleep deprivation, and I immediately thought of you, Sandra. And this would probably uh, bring Christy into this because she's a, a mother also. But uh, this is a research study on sleep deprivation and uh, sleep apnea. And when you hear the sleep apnea, you immediately think about men. But in this study, they found that one in 25 middle-aged women suffer from sleep apnea. And I just went, whoa, that is, that's interesting. That is. And we're going to come back from break, and we're going to learn about, I don't know what the difference is between, I don't even know what sleep apnea is, so we're going to talk about that when we come back from the break. We're also going to welcome Donna Lewis. She is our attorney or lawyer slash cartoonist, and we're going to learn about how she got syndicated, what that means, and how she balances a full-time attorney job with us cartoon syndication. After that, we're going to talk about Claire Carver of Big Table Farm. When we come back from the break, we're going to learn more about sleep apnea. (laughs) Stay with us. There's lots more great conversation to come on Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck right after these messages. Got my friends, got the sunshine above. Why am I making this hard on myself when there's so many Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for you to be a rock star. Get ready to rock with Rock Talk and Kirk Deswalt and learn how to achieve rock star status in your industry every Tuesday afternoon at 2, 1 Central on Toginet.com. Craig Deswald is the creator of the Rockstar System for Success. Craig will share easy tips and strategies on how entrepreneurs and businesses can use outside-the-box marketing strategies to stand out from their competition. Each high-energy show will feature interviews with celebrity rock stars as well as business rock stars. For more on Craig, the show, and the Rockstar Marketing Boot Camps, check out the website, CraigDuswaltDuswalt.com, so you can learn how to be perceived as an expert and celebrity in your field, so more people come to you to buy your services and products. Then, get ready to be a rock star with Rock Talk and Craig Duswalt. Tuesday afternoons at 2, 1 Central on Druggynet.com. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 Central on Druggynet.com. Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tubaca inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the million-dollar mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the million-dollar mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction Hour. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck. 
bringing you interesting, influential, and inspiring guests every week, helping you make a difference in your world and the world around us. Let's get back to the show. Here's Sandra Beck. Hey, Mamas. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Doris Rivas Brecky and Christy Holly. This is Motherhood Talk Radio, and we have, uh, before we bring on our guest Donna Lewis, and later on in the show Claire Carver from Big Table Farm, we're going to ask uh, Doris and Christy. Christy, you've got some insight into sleep apnea. You at least knew what it was. <laughs> Only a little bit. I, I I would rather hear Doris first. Yeah, and we're not medical professionals, so really don't listen to us about this. But go ahead, right. Doris. Well, um just for people that maybe don't know about sleep apnea, uh, simply what it is, it's a physical problem that uh, traditionally men go through. They, they wake up throughout the, uh, the night suddenly, and it's because they're not getting enough oxygen into their system. Well, what this uh, study found out is that women are suffering from this also. And uh, the reason that women aren't always diagnosed with this particular issue is that usually when you have sleep apnea, you snore. That's one of the symptoms. And women don't always snore. So this study said if you think you might be suffering from, as a woman, suffering from sleep apnea, some of the symptoms are irregular breathing and dry. <laughs> I had to do that. You know, uh, go ahead. Sorry. I'm going to kill you. And dry <laughs> mouth. So talk. They said they said talk to your doctor because most doctors won't think when you complain about waking up throughout a woman waking up throughout the night. They won't think about asking you well. Do you think you might have sleep apnea? So you got to say, Doc, maybe you should check me out for sleep apnea. So in other words, you know, be your advocate for yourself. And and if he's young and he's a single doctor, he needs to check it out first and foremost. Yes. Yeah. Right, right there. Uh, no, right there next to you <laughs> in the bed. Come on, Doc. Just need to lay here all night and see if I have sleep apnea. See if I snore. Um, also, I know that some of the a couple other symptoms are if a person is tired all the time, they're, you right. know, they're waking up during the night or just their sleep is interrupted all night long because they're stop, they stop breathing. That would make all five of our collective children sleep apnea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you know, and then you're tired, you know, all throughout the day because you, you didn't really sleep good. Sure. Right. So and there's lots of sleep studies that you can go and get checked out and then they will diagnose you. And then you get this contraption that you have to wear at night that right. you, you get ox- extra oxygen. Right. Wow. So I'm okay. Just well, I'm already falling asleep with the sleep apnea thing. So can I? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks, Sandra. Can I bring on Donna Lewis because she's really funny. She's really funny. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. All right. Well, we, we are. Checking out. Checking out. Bye-bye, Christy Holly. Bye-bye, Doris Rebus Brecky. Hello, Donna Lewis. Hi. I thought her sleep apnea was pretty funny, actually. Well, I liked your comment about going to Craigslist for assistance on diagnosing sleep apnea. I'm going to Craigslist right now to see if any young, hot men would be interested in coming over to watch me sleep. <laughs> and, and, see it, and see how I do it. Oh, Lord. <laughs> well, but i got to tell you, when I had my amnio um, for my second baby, uh, Donna, he was, and Christy and Doris, he was 
unbelievably good looking and I'm laying there on a table waiting to be harpooned and I'm like hey babies please please God tell me you're gay because that's the only way I'm going to get through this Um, I could never go to a good looking doctor Ever. Well, I didn't have a choice. I he just, you know, I was laying there. It's Kaiser. I'm laying right. on the table. The doctor right. comes in. He's like, hi, I'm Dr. Hot Pants. I'm here to give you your anime. Oh, no. All oh, you no. have to do, when a, hot doctor, when a hot doctor walks into your room in the hospital, just say, oh, you look like the last doctor I sued, and then I'll send in a female doctor. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Oh, that's really oh, good. Oh, my God. That's like the perfect synergy between being a lawyer and a cartoonist. <laughs> <laughs> we love that. So, Donna, tell us, how how do you, how, I mean, I personally think law is very funny, but um, how do you balance? Some law is funny. Yeah, some law is funny. <laughs> most laws in my things, you know, I just think it's funny because I always think that most lawsuits can be settled by saying, I'm sorry, but that's why I'm not a lawyer. Um, I, think, but I think that people who have legal issues in their life would not think law is funny. Right. But I think that people who watch law happening on TV or in the news, they get to enjoy the entertainment value of it. That's true. Yes. That's true. Okay, we're going to ask you the question. What's okay. the difference between lawyer and attorney? Because I grew up with attorneys. Other I, people grew up with lawyers. Okay, so um, lawyer and attorney. Oh, actually, I don't think there's any difference between lawyer and attorney. Um, in In most States, you can't call yourself a lawyer unless you're a member of the bar association mm-hmm. um, and unless you've passed the bar. So if you ever uh, go to a lawyer and they want to help you with something and they say, well, I went to law school, you should go the extra step of saying, I'm happy that you went to law school. Did you ever <laughs> become a lawyer? Um, Did you pass the bar? Is that a good what, question? Um, you could say, Did you pass the bar? That's a little... <laughs> Wow. How many times did it take you if you were a Kennedy? <laughs> how many times you could say how many times did it take you to pass the bar? Oh. Or you know, um, but uh, somebody who just went to law school might not be working actually as a lawyer. The difference between lawyer and attorney, I think it just depends on which word sounds less egregious at the time. Uh, here in D.C., attorney sounds a little more. Uh, maybe intellectual than lawyer. Lawyers sound like the people who really come after you and make your life a hell. The ambulance chasers. Um, we have worse than ambulance chasers in <laughs> Washington D.C. We have we have we have a lot of lawyers in D.C. I'll just leave it at that. Oh, and you have political <laughs> lobbyists too. I hear they're they're we fun. Have, we have a lot of them. Yeah, it's it's pretty hard to bump into anybody in D.C. And not wonder, you know, how long their list of ulterior motives is. Well, you know, it's true, and you know, and, and recently, you know, I'm within the last five years. Recently, I'm single, and my favorite line, Donna, to say when I meet some guy who's an attorney, when I say, "Oh, what do you do for a living?" He's like, "I'm an attorney." I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I'm going to fall down right now." <laughs> and they don't find it funny. Yeah, you know, I really wish I could laugh at that. <laughs> Now, the cartoonist in me thinks it's funny, and the, the girl in me thinks it's funny, but the lawyer, eh, I think there's, I think you can make better jokes. What if I send you a list of lines that you can use for, for male attorneys that you meet? I would love that, because I've got a whole do, list of- I think you could do better. I think there are some more evolved, progressive lines that you could <laughs> use to, 
you know, Aww. get them get them wanting to, to save you or represent you or buy you coffee. Well, sometimes it's just to poke fun because, like, I, I work a lot in the military and I meet a lot of pilots. I'm actually dating, a, you know, uh, somebody that flew in a in a plane. And my favorite thing when they show me the picture of them in their flight suit, I go, oh, my gosh, were you a mechanic on the plane? <laughs> <laughs> You're so mean. Oh, wow. you know, really, you make it. Pl- no, I, I don't think the men in your life are going to live that two years longer. I think that only some men get the extra two years. The men who who encounter you might get two years taken off of their lives. At least. At least. (laughs) Yeah, it's very hard to joke about somebody's profession. Um, I can't remember. Oh, man. Um, Recently, I was in a conversation with somebody who just did the most interesting work. It was something very um, uh, dirty. It had to do with dirty stuff or sexual stuff or something. I don't remember what it was. Oh, it wasn't I, like that I, Mike guy on Dirty Jobs? No, it was dirty, like sexual, like oh, uh, not pornographic, but sexual. And um, and I remember saying, you know, I'll bet I can come up with a joke that you haven't heard yet. And I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good at coming up with jokes. And man, I just couldn't. I couldn't do it. I mean, every single thing I came up with, these people had heard like a hundred times. Wow, we stumped the yeah. comic. <laughs> so annoying. Yeah. So okay, so. Are there more similarities or differences between law and cartooning? I mean, I know we bagged on people's careers and stuff like that, but there's yeah. got to be some similarities between those two. You know, I think there are similarities between a lot of professions, and um, to me, uh, the two the two professions are similar only really in that you have to you have to have very clear expectations about what your work product is. You have to have very clear parameters of what your role is, and you have to be able, this is the hardest part for me, you have to be able to deal with the personalities in that industry. So even though I'm the same dedicated, disciplined, uh, conscientious worker when it comes to both law and to cartooning, when it comes to dealing with the different industries, I have to be two separate people because my law personality doesn't fit in the cartooning industry and a cartooning in this, uh, cartooning personality would not fit in the law industry. So I have to kind of be two people and just adapt as necessary depending on who my audience is. Well, that makes sense. And I bet the cartoon companies who hire you are like, oh, my God, she's a lawyer too. You know, we better mark our P's and Q's. Well, actually, one of the last lawyers to enter uh, the cartoon industry did very, very well. That's Stefan Pastis, who uh, draws pearls before swine. And so I think now people are kind of hoping that, you know, the next attorney cartoonist will, you know, also have a blockbuster comic strip. Well, uh, we're going to hope comic for that. Strip is for everybody. Absolutely. I'm going to take us to commercial break. Um, My name is Sandra Beck. I'm the host of Motherhood Talk Radio, along with Christy Holly and Doris Rivas Brecky. Our guest today is Donna Lewis, and she's going to come back with us after the break, talking a little bit more about balancing being a lawyer and a cartoonist. 
And then when we're done with that, we're going to go all the way from Washington to Oregon to Claire Carver at Big Table Farm. So you've got to come back after the break. we got lots of great stuff, and I Stay promise no us. more sleep There's apnea talk. More. Great conversation <laughs> yeah. to come uh-huh. on Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck right after these messages. Second chances. We all deserve them. And we are all worthy of them. Second chances. With your host, Midge Noble. Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central on TogiNet is like coming home to warm, fresh-baked cookies, a hug from Grandma, or an enthusiastic greeting from your dog. Second Chances, hosted by Midge Noble, a licensed professional counselor, is affirming, warm, genuine, validating, and thought-provoking. Second Chances is a place to be heard, a place to laugh, a place to cry, and a place to be seen. For more on Midge and Second Chances, check out MidgeNobleSecondChances.com. Then be a part of a show that will change how you think, how you feel, and what you do. Give yourself the gift of second chances and see where it will take you. So take a deep breath, open your heart, open your mind, and join host Midge Noble for Second Chances. Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Parents, if you feel overloaded, overworked, underappreciated, and seriously stressed out, the Parents Plate is here to help you. The Parents Plate with Brenda Nixon. Tuesday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on Toginet. It's time to build stronger families through parent empowerment. And that's what the Parents Plate does. The Parents Plate understands the busyness of life and balancing child rearing and other commitments. Brenda Nixon will be talking to noted experts and authors on all issues, from teething to teething driving. Brenda Nixon is a nationally recognized speaker to parents and child care professionals and author of the award-winning The Birth to Five book. From Fox 4 in Kansas City to schools and synagogues to businesses to bookstores, conferences to churches, audiences rave that Brenda engages, educates, and encourages. For more information on Brenda and her books, check out her website, brendanixon.com. The Parents Plate is loaded with information and affirmation. The Parents Plate with Brenda Nixon. Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on Welcome back to Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck, bringing you interesting, influential, and inspiring guests every week, helping you make a difference in your world and the world around us. Let's get back to the show. Here's Sandra Beck. Hey, mamas. This is Sandra Beck. I'm here with Christy Holly and Doris Rivas Brecky. Our guest today is Donna Lewis, and later on we're going to have Claire Carver from the wilds of Oregon on Big Table Farm. I do need to share with you something funny. Christy was poking around in my office, and usually there is candy and snacks everywhere. To be fair, it is the candy kingdom in here. 
But she did walk over and started poking around my little toner cartridge packages. That do look like brightly they wrapped look candy. Like, <laughs> it totally looks like candy. Like, well, I got oh, you in no. case that you'd have ink all over your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Less calories. That's true. Gain any weight from that. Nope, nope. And um, we're going to do our Fit to Strip Challenge this year. We've got another trainer lined up. Philippe Thiel is going to come join us uh, in February and talk to us about some training. So we've got that to look forward to. But right now we're going to bring it back to Donna Lewis, our attorney slash cartoonist or lawyer slash cartoonist. Um, Donna, how do you go about getting syndicated? I don't even know what that means. I think syndicated means they they post you everywhere. That's that's my cursory <laughs> knowledge of syndication. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of syndicates, a couple of major syndicates in the United States. Uh, the number is around five or six, depending on who's been bought or sold recently. Um and the syndicates basically take your uh, feature, whether it's uh, a column or a comic strip or a cartoon or an editorial or a health advice column or whatever, and they basically sell it to the newspapers. And now, of course, they sell it to online news sources also. And so my comic strip is um, in many places that I've never been to. It's in uh, a lot of places across the Midwest and in the West and, and here on the East Coast. And um, that's basically the job of the syndicate, to get to get the strip out there and into as many places as possible. Hopefully someday it'll be in as many places as, you know, Kathy Ever Ran or Peanuts Runs or, you know, some of the, the names that are really familiar to people. Well, and for those of you that like Kathy, I was a big Kathy fan, and I, I thought that when I looked at Donna's stuff that it reminded me of Kathy, present-day Kathy, and you attacked on, you know, Kathy if Kathy were part of Sex in the City. I mean, it's so yeah. much fun. How yeah. would people see your uh, cartoon syndicate from a, like, can they Google you? Can they go to your website? Can they, how do they sure. read what you're doing? They can come to my house. And I will walk them laboriously through each strip, or they can go to my website, which is www.replyallcomics.com, and it's the reply all that we all know from email, like when you hit reply all and then you start cussing because you shouldn't have hit reply all. (laughs) That's the one. That's the one. Uh, So Facebook, reply all comic is on Facebook, so you guys should definitely come visit me there. The Facebook crowd is pretty funny. If you're looking for, at any time of the day day or night, if you're looking for just some funny women, um, I tend to get a lot of really funny women and some funny men, too, over on the Facebook page where people kind of, you know, they comment on the cartoons that I post. And uh, I've got some really funny readers. Well, I think like attracts like. I know I love to I love to be on Facebook and and laugh and you know yeah. see the funny posts. And there's one lady, Emily Boyd Poirier, uh, who I'd, I'd get everybody to friend on Facebook um, okay. because she she I'm just doing she, it now. She's hysterical. <laughs> she does. It, there's there's very you know I was married to a professional comedian uh, for ten oh, years. Wow. Yeah, you talk about not funny, man. You should need to let people know how unfunny it is to to live with a comedian. Brutal, brutal. They're depressed, they're anxious, they're nervous, they're, you know, they're just monstrous. I don't care, you know, what level. I met everybody who's anybody, you know, during that time. They're kind of like alcoholics without alcohol. They're very cocky. They're very cocky and very arrogant, but they have very low self-esteem. 
and they're looking for a lot of, you know, pats on the back and everything, except that they're always messing up. Well, that's the thing. You know, I used to tell my ex-husband, I'm like, honey, there's no applause for taking out the trash, you know, because they do. They look for everything. Aren't I wonderful? Aren't I funny? Really? No, not so much. (laughs) Not so much, actually. Not so much. (laughs) Not so much. But um, so it's really important that you guys check out um, Donna's site at replyalcomic.com, but also Emily Boyd Poirier, because this is a woman who just for Black Friday, was that when she tied herself in a hefty bag and took her own picture on the kitchen floor? It was really, I mean, very, very funny. what everybody does on Friday? Uh, you know, I, I think so. Um, but she also captures stuff around the net, and she has one of the most popular YouTube videos. It's got over a million, million one hits, and she's just this sweetheart out of, I think, New Hampshire or Vermont. And um, you just got to look her up. And it's like Funny Girl or Laughing Girl or Laughing Funny Girl. I have to, we'll correct it um, um, after I'm the break. Checking. I'm checking her. I'm checking her out. I really yeah, but want to plug people who have more than a million hits on YouTube. Well, yeah, she put it. this video up, <laughs> and she gets a million hits, and she made like $10,000 off this thing already. So, wow. um, you know, kudos to you, Emily Boyd Poirier, who I think is in Ireland right now on vacation with her new handsome husband. But, yeah, we want to plug that. So I want to ask you a question before we bring on Claire Carver, our guest. And, Donna, you're welcome to stay with us and chime in. Sure. Um, we're in the course of life changing and and course corrections or, you know, creating a new life for ourselves, um, in this kind of, you're right in the middle of being a lawyer and a cartoonist or, you know, vice versa. Did you wake up one day to do this? Did you discover this as an adult? Um, If you transition in the future, um, where does that all come into play? I think there's a two-part answer to that. Uh, first of all, in terms of the passion of cartooning, I'm actually a writer. I'm less of an artist than I am uh, a writer, even though I do draw the comic strip. And uh, so I always wanted to be a writer, and I always envisioned myself as eventually being able to stop working full-time so that I could write full-time. That was my official dream. Uh, I didn't know whether that dream would occur when I was in my 40s or in my 60s or in my 80s, but I've always pretty clearly known that no matter what I was doing in life, whether it was lawyering or doing some other work, um, however I was making a living, I was always working towards this this dream of being able to write full-time. And then the cartooning actually came up pretty accidentally. I've always I've always been artistic. I do a lot of painting and a lot of drawing. Um, I have never done it for an audience. And then a couple of years ago, I was really just trying to stretch myself a little bit. I was doing a lot of stand-up at the time. I was doing some improv. I was trying to do like a little cross-training to, to help my writing out. And, um, and I just one day drew a little sketch and put a very, very funny little tagline on it. And um, that was it. It's been daily ever since because as soon as I scanned it and sent it out to people, they said, send another one. And if you've lived with a comedian, then you know the, the last thing you want to say to a comedian is, ooh, do another one, because then they'll do, like, ten more. And so <laughs> yeah. I just started doing one or two or three or four a day. And after a couple of years, uh, I was very lucky in that um, as I was just beginning to think about publication or syndication, somebody asked me if they could introduce me to a comics editor 
And I said, well, of course. And as it turned out, the comics editor loved the characters in the comic strip. So mine is the classic story of hard work and preparation being the key to taking advantage of an opportunity when it arises, and that equals luck. It, it was literally luck that I made for myself, but it was years of doing that comic strip every single day uh, before I even started thinking about, well, maybe I should get this published. That is great. What a great success story. Um, and in the guise of success stories, Emily's mom <laughs> has contacted the show. She contacted us through the chat. Uh, a correction on the million list, uh, million, million likes. She has 2,226,407. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm really glad we're plugging her. She really needs it. <laughs> yeah. And her website is ducks with hooves, like ducks with horse hooves right. at tumblr.com. And the video that you guys should look up is Pretty Girl Makes Faces. Now, I'm going to yeah. take us from Washington, D.C., all the way across the country to Oregon, and I'm going to introduce Claire Carver. Claire, are you with us? Can you hear me? I can hear you. We've got a little bit of delay. So, okay. Claire, we've got about two minutes to the end of this break, then we're going to bring you on for our final segment. I'd like you to introduce yourself and talk about Big Table Farm. Sounds good. Go ahead. Do we have Claire? Oh, I'm so sorry. Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> Just blame it on the snow. Just no. say the snow is doing it. No, I don't have to introduce yeah. myself. Well, well, maybe, maybe Claire uh, could I have to tell you a story me. as part of my introduction. Can you hear me, Sandra? Yes, I can hear you. you got okay. one minute. Would you rather we go to commercial break or can no, you do it in a minute? No, it's fine. I'm going to go. So you need to know I'm sitting in my husband's shop on his tractor next to the cell phone booster because it's the only place on my 70 acres where I can make a phone call right now because we've had this huge snowstorm and my phone lines are completely down. So I, like, charged my iPhone and I turned on the little booster because, thank God, we have power. Otherwise, I would have had to fire up the generator. And I'm sitting here on the tractor calling you from my farm. So that's my introduction. <laughs> See, and I think that is just amazing because we just talked about with Donna Lewis, kind of that can-do attitude. We keep working. We keep trying. Hard work, dedication, you know, for Donna to get her strip live and syndicated and for you to be man sitting on a tractor. <laughs> you know, we need a picture. We need a picture. We need a picture. You know, you have your iPhone. Okay, on the commercial break, we want you to text us a picture of yourself, and then we will have Robin um, put you up on our website so we can get oh that visual. Oh, my God, visual. I look terrible. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm totally in. Well, okay. All right. Good. Then you're, on the, <laughs> you're on the right show. I'm known for you're firing. The right, company. the right company. I've fired people before in my company for dressing too nice and looking too good. My name is Sandra Beck. <laughs> I'm the host of Motherhood Talk Radio, along with Christy Holly and Doris Rivas Brecky. You guys need to check us out on iTunes. That's on MotherhoodTalkRadio.com. You can also go to our website, which is www.MotherhoodTalkRadio.com. And I want you to go to Tokinet, which is our host station, because they're really cool and we're on like three shows there. So check us out. Dead air, dead air. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to break. Stay with us.
with us. There's lots more great conversation to come on Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck right after these messages. I am beautiful, no matter what they say. Words can bring me down. I am beautiful in every single way. Yes, Whether you're four and a half or 100, you can retrain your brain. Learning RX, the radio show, is on toginet.com, Thursday mornings at 8 a.m. Central Time with Martin Kruger. Learning RX programs are quick, they're efficient, they're life changing, and they're permanent. Unlike tutoring, cognitive skills training or brain training targets the root issue causing learning struggles. Time and money spent on chronic tutoring is a clear signal of cognitive skill deficiency. That's where Learning RX comes in. Call today, 903 617 6899. 903 617 6899. Then join us for the show here every Thursday morning at 8 a.m. And take advantage of the power it holds to improve your life. There are so many brain training issues that Learning RX can help you with. It's not a product, it's an experience. So join us for Learning RX, the radio show with Martin Kruger. Thursday mornings at 8 a.m. Central on Toginet.com. Have you been laid off, fired, downsized, right-sized, or re-engineered out of a job? Are you unemployed or anticipate that possibility? Then tune in for Successfully Unemployed, hosted by Alan Sherwood, MBA, president of Sherwood Consulting Service. Successfully Unemployed will provide you a hope-filled and comprehensive approach to the job search process from an author who's experienced it all. Alan and his guests will cover all dimensions of a job search, physical tasks, mental attitude, emotional health, even one spiritual perspective. All must be integrated in order for a person to be successfully unemployed so they can then be successfully employed. This show is designed to help you move forward from job loss to finding or creating more fulfilling work. For more on Alan Sherwood, MBA, and the show, check out his website, SuccessfullyUnemployed.com. Then join us for Successfully Unemployed with Alan Sherwood, MBA. Thursday nights at 8, 7 Central here on Toginet.com. Back to Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck, bringing you interesting, influential, and inspiring guests every week, helping you make a difference in your world and the world around us. Let's get back to the show. Here's Sandra Beck. Hey, mamas. I hope you guys like our new music. We want to thank Robin Boyd. Um, She is the co-host on my Military Mom Talk Radio, who chose the music and put it together for this show. I think she did an outstanding job. I I just, I, I love music, but I was so all over the map. And I'm like, Robin, and Robin just came in like an angel. And it's like, look, here's the music. And so we just want to put a shout out to her for thanking, uh, thanking her for doing that work. And we also want to do Emily Poirier's site for those of you that want to see what a really popular YouTube video is, is, has been created by her. And, um, and that's the, God, I can't find it. What it was, funny girls laugh. Pretty Girls Making Faces. 
uh, 2,226,000 views, almost $10,000 earned from this. We could all uh, take a cue from that. Uh, I want to say that I am in the presence of greatness today. Thank of you. Yes. <laughs> Even if you almost chewed <laughs> on a toner cartridge, you almost chewed on a toner cartridge, I would still think you're I'm great. onto something. You are. You are, man. It smells good, too. I love the smell of toner. Remember that, the <laughs> mimeograph things, those purple things when we were, like, in kindergarten? Yes. That smelled so good yes, you wanted to Xerox. eat the paper? Yes. <laughs> we used to dig in the trash at the school to get those. Yeah, it was like <laughs> like heroin for kids. You're like, oh, my God. Oh, isn't that great? <laughs> so I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of hate mail from that, just like the, what did I say? Oh, the, the fat, fat boy scout, The fat boy scout. And then, oh, I corrected you, though. Yeah, I know. I, I, I made that got, better. I know, but we got hate mail still for the fat boy scout. Not as much as I did for the fat comment, that fat people should just recognize they're well, fat. But. You, uh, yeah, move on. Move on. Okay. Move on. We're moving on from there. We have Claire Carver joining us today, who's sitting on a tractor in an Oregon snowstorm at BigTableFarm.com. You want to check her out um, because God knows if we're going to keep this signal. She's at sitting next to the booster in the barn, and she's going to send us a picture. Yes, she's going to send us a picture. And we have Donna Lewis joining us today. Me, uh, Christy, and Doris, and she is an attorney slash cartoonist, which just thrills me to death because I just I just love like iconoclastic women and that's what we have here today. Um, Claire. Yes. Okay. <laughs> here Let's I am. Let's talk about goats. <laughs> do you know the gestational period of a goat? <laughs> I do now. <laughs> now did you grow up on a farm? You got through um, Google. Say that again? Did you grow up on a farm? I mean, how does one go from being Claire Carver to being Claire Carver, you know, big table, organic, cool farm? Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I followed my crazy husband. Um, well, I, I did I did live on a family farm until I was uh, seven or eight years old, so it was definitely part of my family lore. Um, and and they're romanticized in my household. Um, but, yeah, I lived, I was actually a big city girl. I lived in New York and Philadelphia and San Francisco, and I met my now winemaker husband um, in when I was living in San Francisco. And um, then we, uh, we moved to the Napa Valley and lived there for, let's see, from 2000 till 2006. And then uh, my husband rolled over to me one morning and said, we're sitting on our opportunity to ever own a farm. We have to sell this house. And I was like, no. I loved our house in Napa. We put a ton of work into it. And I said, well, if we ever want to own property, the housing market's not going to get any better. Now's the time. And he was right. Darn him. So we sold our house in the spring of six oh six and moved up to Oregon. And uh, I had sort of braced myself for 10 acres and a double wide, but ended up like uh, that the happiest, luckiest girl on the planet. We have this beautiful 70-acre farm and a turn-of-the-century farmhouse. And it's been a lot of work, but I've learned so much. I was saying to you the other day, Sandra, if, if, if this all went belly up tomorrow and I went back to living in a condo somewhere, I wouldn't even care because I've just... I've grown so much as a woman and as a person in terms of knowledge base and everything. So hmm. here we yeah, are, running a farm and a winery. <laughs> well, and how Who cool knew? is that? Well, what kind of farm? Like, what's on your farm? Animals or, like, fruit Corn. vegetables? 
Um, well, a little of both. We uh, so our primary business is our wine. So my husband is a winemaker, and then I actually am kind of the the one with the farming bug. So I do all. I take care of all the animals. We have eight cows, and four of them are pregnant. So we'll have twelve <laughs> coming this spring. Okay. And I have two draft horses that I've trained myself, and I do farming with them. And we have uh, some goats, and then I do uh, 100 uh, chickens for eggs, uh, so I keep a laying flock, and then Christy I raise has chickens. chickens. What's that? Christy has chickens. I'm a farmer, too. <laughs> oh, there you go. You are not a farmer. You have, what, six chickens? No, we have, like, 19 chickens, and we had five turkeys. Yeah, oh, we don't know where turkeys go. went. Just saying. Okay. Happy and, Thanksgiving. And then, yeah. <laughs> And then I raise, um, like, 150 meat chickens, chickens for meat. So they're raised in different types of cages than the other ones. And then everybody's – oh, and then I do pigs. So I have about six pigs every season. And I everybody's on pasture rotation, so everyone's moved around the farm in solar-charged fences, and we move the pasture, so they're always on fresh grass. And I'm actually looking at one of my cows right now who's not in the fence, which is kind of hilarious. But <laughs> anyway – <laughs> All right, oh, so man. I'm going to ask you, Claire, because I got insider yes. information. I my best friend is related to Claire, and and <laughs> in a small world kind of thing. Claire and I are from the same neck of the woods, growing up like an hour and a half apart uh, when we were little girls. But I know some insider skinny about somebody who broke both arms. Ooh, mm, yeah. yeah. How do you break both was, arms, Claire? Yeah. <laughs> Playing around in a realm you probably shouldn't be, but uh, yeah, I I was up on one of my draft horses who decided he didn't want to be where I was, and uh, I fell and 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 I did break both my arms, and it was pretty significant. I I have a permanent plate in one of the arms as a result, and I remember I landed on the ground and I got up and I looked at my one hand and and. And I and I looked at it, and it was kind of at a right angle, and I was like, "Ooh, definitely broken." And I kind of hit it behind my back, so I didn't pass out. <laughs> and, then, and then I looked at the other hand. I was like, "Oh, maybe this one's not." And I went to pick up something that was on the ground, and it hurt. I had this surge of pain, and I was like, "Oh, damn it! Both my arms are broken." And I used to always joke that this is karma, right? I used to always joke, oh, I'm a fine artist and a graphic designer. Like, it could be worse. I could break both my arms. Oh. <laughs> and I say that all the time. I say that all the time. And then it freaking happens to me. And I'm laying on the couch going, well, that just shows you. You shouldn't have said that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what you get. Oh, and then so- I remember going to my naturopath who was helping me heal after the surgery and all of that. And, and, and oh, this this was great. The surgeon says to me, um, so you can't lift anything heavier than a fork for eight weeks or ten weeks or, I don't know, some ungodly length of time. And I was like, you mean a pitchfork, right? And he just looked at me and shook his head. He's like, no, lady, I don't mean a pitchfork. Wow. So what do you do with two broken arms? I mean, your hair had to be ghastly. Not much. And let me just tell you, naked wife bathing is sounds really sexy, but when your arms are in casts and you're in the harsh light of the bathroom, not candles, not so sexy. Like Whoa. I was not interested in my husband bathing me at all. Like I was, he's like, you really need a shower. I'm like, I know, but I really don't want you to have to do it. Like, oh, there's just something about that. It was, especially if you're kind of a strong, independent woman. There's something being like totally and completely dependent that just rocked my world. I hated it. 
Well, and, I okay, I'm going to ask you a very indelicate question because Christy just asked me, and I looked at him like, I don't know. How did you wipe your butt? Yes! <laughs> Everybody well, wants to know. It's Mother and Talk Radio. We talk about these things. Yeah, well, luckily, you're kind of stopped up from the painkillers for the first, like, you know, five days. Okay. And then by then, like, I had enough movement, and I, I actually am, you know, fairly athletic, so I was able to just kind of... Yeah, work it out. Okay. <laughs> Just checking. It's difficult. And then and then my mother, God bless her, gave me this long scrubby, like an old fashioned scrubby on the end of a long handle for when you take a bath. You know, like a Victorian right. Yeah. Right. scrubby. Right. So I took a lot of baths using that. That was wow. I'm not even going to go to that time of the month, but I was just like going, wow, that's got to be brutal. Claire, talk talk about your artwork, Claire. Yeah, I got one minute. Well, I got one minute to the end of the show, and we're going to bring both Claire and Donna back on because you guys are a riot. I have had so much fun <laughs> with you two. So, Claire, what's your art site? We talked about Big so Table Dot. It's clairecarver.com, and I'm a fine artist. I'm an oil painter, and then I do when you have working arms. design as well. <laughs> Say that. We have when you have working arms. Yeah, when my arms are working, I'm painting. Uh, in fact, I have a show coming up at the Oregon Truffle Festival in two weeks, so I've been getting ready for that. And, uh, yeah, so clairecarver.com is my fine art, and I have a bunch of paintings up there, and uh, you can you can see my work. They're quite beautiful, too, by the way. Oh, that thank you awesome. very much. Leave it to Doris to actually do the homework on the show. <laughs> I, uh, thank you, Doris. You're <laughs> yeah. welcome. Well, girls, I got to take us out. Um, you guys have been so much fun. Um, mm. My gosh, Donna, from teaching me how to better poke at guys in bars and Claire Carver <laughs> for teaching me how to do what you need to do with two broken arms. And I want to. And, and no problem. <laughs> Yeah, and I just want to say to get on a tractor, to be up in a barn near your cell phone booster during a snowstorm where your phone is out, kudos to you. You're second only to Mike Hoffman, who did a show with us during military maneuvers on Military Mom where choppers were doing landings right behind him in giving the, you know, A-plus kudo effort for getting on the air today to not miss the show. My name is Sandra Beck. I'm the host of Motherhood Talk Radio. Our guests today have been Donna Lewis. Check her out at Reply allcomic.com. Check out Claire Carver at bigtablefarm.com or her fine art sign, which is clairecarver.com. That's C-L-A-R-E. We are here with Christy Holly, Doris Rivas Brecky, Sandra Beck. This is Motherhood Talk Radio, where you can really just hear questions about anything. <laughs> Thanks so much for having us. Thanks for being with us today on Motherhood Talk Radio, starring Sandra Beck. 